Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I don't know what time of day you're listening to this. It is late for me to be recording. And so I feel like I just want to be like, let's just chat and have a drink. <laughs> Can we just have a little sippy sip of whatever you enjoy? Mocktail, cocktail, glass of wine, cup of coffee, cup of tea. I don't usually record after nine o'clock at night. I don't usually record after like two in the afternoon. <laughs> and if you hear a little white noise in the background, that's the baby monitor. Hopefully all of the babies will stay asleep. I'm solo right now and wanted to get this recorded before I go to bed. So many good things that I want to talk to you about. I had several conversations today with clients and I felt like in every one, I walked away feeling like, oh man, this is so major. What we talked about and what we just worked through is such a common barrier and it doesn't have to be in the, the cool thing about these kinds of conversations. And I've been on both sides of them. Today, I just happened to be on the coaching side of it. All of a sudden, this thing that felt like such a hurdle and such a barrier, all of a sudden, you have this breakthrough and the light shines and you see things more clearly. And it is such a great feeling to be a part of it on either side. It's just so fantastic. And so I wanted to pull out a couple of the takeaways from these conversations because I tell my clients this all the time. There are no stupid questions. There are no things that you could bring up that aren't relatable to somebody. Oftentimes we're so hesitant to say, hey, this is what I need help with because we feel like it makes us look bad or people will judge us or we won't be understood or we'll seem weird. But I guarantee you, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're experiencing, somebody else is too. And there's so much growth and getting out of shame faster when we're open because then we not only see that we're not crazy, we're not alone, and it's not this hopeless, helpless situation, but also we get to benefit from the tools and the strategies that other people are using. So, so much that I want to talk about, beginning with how we have this tendency to only tell ourselves part of the story, how destructive that is, and what we can do about it. Before that, I need to tell you that we're giving something away today, as we always do, because today is Saturday. I will tell you why I'm giving this away because I think everybody needs this in their life. So when we went to Florida, gosh, was it a couple weeks ago already? How is that even possible? We went to Florida and I packed super, super light for myself because (laughs) 
not only was I packing for all three of the kids, but it's like multiple changes of clothes and beach stuff and non-beach hot weather stuff, but also cool weather. I mean, you know how it is. It just gets crazy. And then it's like somebody need, you know, the twins need some place to sleep and Roman needs a high chair and we had to bring all three car seats. It was just obscene, the amount of stuff. So I showed up and told Chris, I was like, I don't even I don't know if I have a single outfit other than what I wore on the plane. And so what that meant was I didn't bring my supplements. I did bring Romans because a million times a day he's like, vitamin time, vitamin time, vitamin time, pink drink, pink drink. Um, but I didn't bring mine. And lo and behold, two or three days into the trip, I start having this nagging pain in my low back and I don't know what it is. I surmise that it's something related to pregnancy and, you know, all the stress that that puts on the low back. But because I wasn't taking relief, which is the all natural anti-inflammatory, and I'm just obsessed with it because inflammation is the starting point for every disease and most of us aren't doing anything to moderate our body's natural inflammatory response. (sighs) So I couldn't wait to get home. And sure enough, home for 48 hours, got a few in me, feel like a normal person again, and I don't have the pain anymore. So that's what I'm going to give away today. It's not a cheap supplement, but it's an effective supplement. So I don't know about you. I like to spend my money on things I know that work, but I'm giving it away totally free. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. All you have to do to win is leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you listen. And I randomly select somebody every Saturday, give something away no matter where in the world you live. So listen to the end. I'll announce the winner. And I'll also put the link uh, in the show description if you're curious about that. Chris and I are obsessed with it. We go through a lot of it. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Imagine with me for one second that your spouse only tells you part of the story about something. Now, if that happened one time, like you said, where were you? Oh, I was watching the Bruins game. But they leave out that they were watching the Bruins game with a woman that they used to date who still has feelings for him and they were at this person's house, like significant details that they left out. That would be a big problem. And what if they did that all the time? They just told one piece of the story and left out the most important or significant 50%, 60%, 70%, or if that was your kid doing that and they told you only the tiniest bit of the truth the tiniest bit of the story, and they left out everything else that was relevant. It would be unacceptable, right? It would be absolutely unacceptable. But the thing is, we do it to ourselves all the time. All the time. And this came up with one of my clients earlier today because they were asking essentially like what's wrong with me that I know what I don't want to keep doing but I still do it anyway I noticed that I was doing it like I was aware I wasn't sleepwalking but I told myself I just didn't care I just don't care that is the equivalent of your spouse saying 
yeah, I was just watching the Bruins game with a friend, but the friend happened to be an ex-girlfriend and they happened to be alone in her room, <laughs> you know, and they happened to sleep together. When you say, I don't even care, you are doing that to yourself. It wouldn't be acceptable from your spouse. It wouldn't be acceptable from your kid. It wouldn't be acceptable from somebody who works for you, but you do it to yourself all the time. When you say, I don't even care. There is some truth to that. In this moment, you don't want to do the work, right? You don't care to put in the effort or to experience the discomfort of the work or to experience the discomfort of denying yourself immediate gratification. But that's like 1% of the truth because you actually care a whole lot because if you didn't care, you wouldn't be bringing it up to me. You wouldn't be rehashing it in your mind later that day or the next day or a week later or a month later. You wouldn't be pursuing the goals you're pursuing. We get in this pattern of telling ourselves these convenient slices of the truth and we have very little practice telling the whole truth to ourselves all the time. All the time. Now we were kind of side note, we were talking about this and my client said, man, I'm just so mad at myself for doing that. And I said, you're not the problem. It's not about you. The problem is the problem. The pattern is the problem. The practice is the problem, but it's not you. And I was laughing with her because I said, I literally had this conversation with my husband this morning. I'll tell you exactly what happened because it's comical now in hindsight. I cook most nights and Chris does the dishes. I wish he would do them right after we eat, but he doesn't. And I've kind of let that go. He does them before he goes to bed. Well, I come downstairs this morning. Well, actually, I'd been downstairs for a while. I was in the middle of preparing Roman's breakfast. I'd been up for a couple hours. And I go to pull the bacon out of the oven. And I realize that the huge pot we have to cook lobsters and crabs and stuff in is still full of the dirty water from the crabs and the lobster he boiled the night before. And also, with a baby in one arm and the hot pan of bacon in the other, it left me with no room on the stove to put this sheet of bacon. Now, as this is happening, Chris is just coming down the stairs for the first time. He just woken up. And so the first thing, I'm not really talking to him. I'm just talking, but he's the only other adult in the room. And I was like, seriously, the pot didn't get cleaned? Like, oh, whatever. And I was irritated. And then Chris just whew, escalated in a second. He was like, seriously, this is how you want to start the day? And I turned to him and I said, I am not the problem, and you are not the problem. The pot of dirty water is the problem. So let's not turn this into me or you. Let's keep the problem the problem. This is not a Chris did something wrong thing. This is not a Elizabeth reacted poorly thing. This is not a Chris react poorly. This is about the pot. This is about the pot. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that even when we're looking at our own behavior, the problem is the problem. Even when I am making the choices, I can get that twisted and I am bad. I screwed up. I made a mistake. Like The problem is the problem, 
But when we then get it all tangled up in our assessment of ourselves and our self-worth and how we feel and our self-confidence, like, nope, the problem is the problem. The pattern is the problem. Let's attack the pattern. Let's upgrade the pattern and leave you as a person out of it. This is not an assessment and an indictment about you and your qualities. This is about the pattern. We have to be more honest. And that does not mean we're lying, though sometimes we are. What happens more often is that we just tell a piece of the truth. I practice this all of the time. And the example with the lobster pot is a, is a great opportunity. If I were practicing in that moment, and when I tell myself a piece of the truth, which is, I'm irritated, I wish this had been cleaned last night, that is not wrong, that is not untrue, that is not a lie, but it's also a piece of the truth. It is a sliver of the possible potential true thoughts. For example, I could have very easily done it myself. And also, it's really not that significant. It is not that important. It doesn't even need to be brought up. I could have just pushed it out of the way, set the bacon down, washed the pot myself without saying a word. Like there's so many other aspects of the truth. Or when we say, I just don't even care. You know, I know I said I wasn't going to eat tonight after dinner, but I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm tired. I'm stressed. doesn't matter. I'll do better tomorrow. I don't even care. Slow down. Slow down with that thinking and just ask yourself, okay, true. But what else is true? I actually really care a lot or these moments wouldn't keep replaying in my mind. I'm probably overtired. This is a pattern. It's also a pattern I want to break. There are other options. There are other things that I could do. There's so much more of the truth. And so freaking often we're just going through so fast through our patterned thoughts, through our most familiar thoughts that we just roll with it. And so a huge part of change is slowing down. Don't react so fast. Don't choose so fast. Don't think so quickly. I think, I'm not sure if it was the same client or a different client that I was talking to, but one of the things that they shared with me was shared with me was this general frustration around their first, I think it was three or four weeks in the consistency course at the time we were talking. And she said, well, you have to understand that normally when I start a program or a process, the first month is the best and I'm like gangbusters and I just come out really hot and this hasn't been like that. So I'm feeling really frustrated that, you know, normally I'm just on and I'm clicking and my first month is my best month and that hasn't happened here. And I said to her, don't you see how that's a good thing? Because if you go into something new and your first month is your best month, that means it's downhill from there, which means you don't maintain it long term. So I see it as a great thing that you didn't come out really hot, that your first month wasn't your best month, that you see room for improvement, that you're eager for that improvement. Because I, I what I said to her is, I want your 24th month, your 36th month, your 48th month to be your best month. Because 
she has lifetime access. It doesn't expire in the consistency course. You don't have to like be in a, in a rush or a race. I truly want her feeling like month 12 was a million times better than month one. And month 24 was a billion times better than month 12. But we have to slow down to realize how we just have these thoughts that aren't the full truth, that maybe aren't super logical, that aren't super rational, that aren't super mature or productive. Slow down. Yeah, this was definitely a different client because I'm just remembering where, where the conversation went to next. And she was a little bit like a pinball and we laughed about it. We agreed about it. I know she wouldn't mind me saying this. She was like, well, I need to work on this, but then I also need to work on this. And then I get frustrated with this. And sometimes what happens is this and, you know, just everywhere. Like, I know I need to work on this and I want to change this. And I've tried these things before, but what often happens is this. And then sometimes I get frustrated because blah, 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 blah. And I said... I recognize myself in you around the topic of my home. So we live in a house that was built in 1707, which is like basically the beginning of time. (laughs) I mean, not really, but like really when it comes to houses, 1707. And it's a big for our area property that has a crap ton of potential, but for 10 years before us was kind of not well cared for. And even in the three or four years since we've been here, like we just haven't had the time to do all the things that need to be done. And so I can often think like, well, I mean, really, we need to do something about the foundation. And we've already renovated the downstairs and the upstairs, but we really need to be talking about an addition. And before we do an addition, like crap, we need to fence in this different area of the yard so that it's better for the kids. But you know what? Apple orchard is like really bad and we need to find an expert who can come in here. And I just can all the things to where it makes it very hard to get into action because there are so many things. And I recognize that that tendency in my client. I was like, you're very rushed in the way that you're thinking about this. And it takes a calm mind to consistently make good choices. And in this area, you don't have a calm mind. Not only that, having this rush, chaotic mind is very draining of energy and predisposes us to overwhelm and frustration. So when it comes to the house, what I have to do, and I have to do this with Chris as well on a regular basis, laser focus, zoom in on the next thing and just the next thing and not spin around the 246 other things until the next thing is done. Sometimes we just want to be in thought instead of being in action because there's less effort required in thought than in action. There's less deprivation. There's less willpower required in thought than in action. But the spinning, 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 and I need to work on this, and what about this, and I just did this, and I'm frustrated about this, it's exhausting. So being able to cut in and say, good decisions require a calm mind. So I'm going to slow way down, and I'm going to zoom in on the next thing. 
and I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to keep redirecting to the next thing until I'm ready to take on the thing after that. After we had that conversation, she told me how she feels about this pattern of overthinking and overintellectualizing. Basically, she felt really bad about it. She's like, I don't know why I do this. Just, you know, feel really disappointed in myself that I've wasted so much time. And I said, listen, you need to get really good at moving quickly from how you feel about what's behind you to what you're going to do with what's in front of you. You have to be able to move really quickly from how you feel about what is behind you to what you're going to do about what's in front of you. The last thing I want to share with you guys, this actually came in from the Primal Potential Facebook group, and it was related to, as a comment related to this past Monday's podcast episode, which if you haven't listened to it, it's one of my favorites in a while. And this commenter said, this was a great one, definitely something I'm struggling with. I want my future self to be more confident and have a better feeling of self-worth slash love for myself. That new me feels so foreign. I've spent decades feeling not good enough and hating myself. I know it will take time to break those past patterns of thoughts. Part of me wonders if I'll be able to overcome them. Is it possible to completely change how you see yourself? And then she said, I know it is, yet I find myself doubting my abilities. Here's what I told her, because this is so many people are like, is it even possible for me? Can I do it? Like, sure, I get it. It's possible, but is it possible for me? And I said, if you know that it's possible, because she said, I know it is, but I still doubt myself. If you know it is, then you can upgrade your language to something like this. I know it's possible, and I'm currently in a place where I need to believe that it's possible for me. So what is a micro-belief that I can start with, such as, I have one great choice in me. I'm capable of making my next choice a great one, or I'm capable of identifying one good thing about myself every day. One thing I did well, one thing that makes me smart or strong or kind or generous, like break it down. Or I'm capable of finding the support or the coaching or the tools or the resources that I need. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I believe in my ability to supply myself with the resources to do it. Start with what you can believe. You don't have to believe that you're going to get from where you are now to where you ultimately want to end up. You might have to shrink the window pretty significantly to find something you can believe in. When I was over 350 pounds, I didn't have to believe that I could lose that weight. What I had to believe was that I had one more great choice in me, that I could win the morning, that I could make today a little bit better than yesterday that I didn't have to operate on the all or nothing spectrum. For one day, I was capable of choosing some gray area in the middle of all and nothing. You have to zoom in enough to see what you can believe in. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure that you're registered for my free live training series. This is something I'm doing at least once a month to go live with you guys on video, do a training on a topic that you have requested What we're talking about today 
upgrading the way that you think, becoming a better thinker is the topic of our May 2023 training. So if you haven't already registered, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash free dash trainings, plural. Primalpotential.com forward slash free dash trainings. I'll link that up in the show description. Before we go, need to tell you who is the winner of Relief Plus. What TLC3. W-A-T-T-L-C-3. You are the winner of my favorite all-natural anti-inflammatory. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, email me. Let me know that you are the winner. Um, Include your mailing address and I will ship it out to you no matter where in the world you live. I hope you have an amazing day to make sure to get registered for that free training series and we'll see you back on the podcast tomorrow. Take care.